shall we? Right. Hey, Dave. Hey, Andy. How you doing, man? Doing well. We are rolling right along with season four here. Yeah. The epic season. It's it's so big and grandiose and epic. And I, uh, I know our fans, they naturally... Our fans... Our friends naturally tie this podcast to epicness, right? So, you know, it's a, just a natural fit all around, and I'm, I'm very positive on it. Yeah, so, you know, we're epic, and so what? what is epic? Novels. Novels are epic. The great American novel, D- Dave. Yeah, you got Moby Dick about a great leviathan. Literally epic, right? Yeah. You got, got Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Uh, about big dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, epic. Yeah, you got, uh, you got John f- Grisham. John Grisham playing Christmas for pizza. Skipping, skipping, skipping Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Another great American, great American novel. novel. Um, you've got As I Lay Dying. Yeah, uh, which I have read. Um, yeah, I, I love that book. Yeah, you got A Farewell to Arms, which is a. a a Hemingway book, and then right nestled between all of that, Catch Twenty Two, Joseph Heller, <laughs> and and Breakfast at Tiffany's, Truman Capote, another one we've done, more of a yeah. novella, but it's okay. But We're, I mean, uh, an epic novella, epic novella, and and then you have the one that people who don't read a lot say is their favorite book, The Great Gatsby. Oh, I thought you were going to say um, the J.D. Salinger book. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's either one of these two. It's, uh, yeah. uh, what's it called? Fuck. To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. Death that's of a Salesman. The, no, that's the, a play. The, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> old Stradladder. Old Stradladder. And what's, yeah, God, what's that book called? Uh, uh, fuck. This is embarrassing. The guy was carrying it that killed John Lennon. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, there's a good. I got the COVID. A good joke in the most recent, um, in the most recent season of Eric Andre, where he's doing the man on the street on the subway, mm-hmm. and he like pretends to pee all over this guy that's passed out, and people yeah. are freaking out, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. Just leave a, ca- a copy of Catcher in the Rye next to him," and uh, the cops <laughs> will think he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so you really have one of those are the two books, Catcher in the Rye or Great Gatsby, that pretty much everyone has read. And they read it in high school where their memories were still sponge-like, so they could somewhat remember the material. And then, uh, I'd probably it's probably like forty percent of like maybe people's favorite book in America, unfortunately or, or fortunately. Did you did you like this book? Uh, so, so the film we're doing is The Great Gatsby, yeah, or Gatsby. You know, drop the drop the, just Gatsby. What about the what about great? No, drop great. Just, you know, like the Facebook. It's like, drop the. Just ah. You think you should have taken a Facebook type of approach to this? Well, that's what they did with the movie, right? They, yeah. The movie was, I think, just called Gatsby, or at least billed as Gatsby, rather than the great Gatsby. But at the end, Tobey Maguire writes the great on it. Right, right. But I think the movie, I mean, the original title of the, the book is just Gatsby, right? He has to write uh, it with a pen on top of it. So he's actually adding. He's more of like a more is more kind of guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, did I like the book? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's a good book. I, what can you say? People think it's like, it's an all-time classic. Now, is it my cup of 
tea or my cup of, I don't know. It, it, no, it's not. I, I don't go back to, you know, I, I, I read other books. I prefer. Yeah. You know, read like Michael Creighton's Congo. Right. You know, I, I read. The Andromeda know, strain, you know. Exactly. I read novelizations of Jaws all the time. Uh, You're right. I, was, right. You know, I like Star Wars books, like uh, the Thrawn trilogy. You know, I'm right. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit above, a bit above a book like uh, The Great Gatsby. Right. Yeah, I somehow missed like AP English. Like I was in all the AP <laughs> sciences, so I, I somehow avoided. Like I went right from like freshman English to. Like, I just started to take, like, mystery sci-fi. So I never read The Great Gatsby in high school. I did read it later in life. Mm. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's, like, the style, my, like, favorite style. I, you know, I like it, it, I like a bit more, like, modern, creative, um, you know, a little bit of mysticism thrown into some books. Ooh. But the, me- the, the message of the book I really connected with. And so getting into the movie, <laughs> mm. oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so the plot of The Great Gatsby is our point of view character, uh, Tommy McGuire, a.k.a. Spider-Man, a.k.a. Nick uh, Carraway. Nick, Nick Carraway. Yeah. Uh, his cousin <clears throat> is married to like one of the richest people in America, and he lives on, where is it called, Newegg? He lives in Newegg. East Egg or West Egg? Yeah, Newegg is, across the, the... is the website where you buy computer parts. Right, right. Uh, so... <laughs> And that's where he lives. <laughs> it's on Long Island, you know, in the in the Roaring Twenties. So New York is just getting together. He's in like this tiny little cabin on the on the beach, which would probably be like a multi million dollar property today. And next to him lives this mysterious man, Gatsby. Hmm. And Gatsby is known, you know, he might be a murderer, he might be a smuggler, he might be a prince. You know, there's a lot of mystery around him, but he's got a lot of money. It's the time of a lot of new money. Um, prohibition is ongoing. Yeah, so you have prohibition and it, and profligate drinking. They, you know, that there was a lot of drinking because in the beginning of the movie they say they made alcohol legal and it was cheaper than ever. So, well, we also know from history that prohibition didn't work at all. It made gangsters and yeah. bootleggers very rich and. So people are partying in this movie. Gatsby is throwing these giant parties, and it turns out that the entire reason that he's there throwing these parties is because he's in love with Nick Carraway's cousin. I guess it's just a coincidence that he lives next to, to Nick Carraway. Purely coincidence, yeah. <clears throat> that Gatsby must... Convenient. Com- completely convenient that he must figure out by just, like... I, I'm, I'm sure he has, like, nefarious connections that figured it out or something. I got an invitation. I was the only one, by which I mean no one except me ever received an actual invitation to Gatsby's. You see, the rest of New York simply came uninvited. The whole city packed into automobiles and all weekend, every weekend, ended up at Gatsby's. That, that's how, why he sends the invitation to Nick Carraway. To attend a party. Um, right. He's hosting these parties with the hope that Tom's, uh, what's that, whatever, the, 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 the husband to Tobey Maguire's cousin is <clears throat> tempted to come without, but she somehow doesn't rec- recognize the Gatsby name or. Well, I think he changed his name, right? 
But she was Gatsby when she met him. He was Gatsby. Was he? Yeah. Wasn't he? Oh, I don't think so. I think he changed his name since then. Because Gatsby is an invented name. It's this new persona he built. It's the idea that anyone could be anyone if you just make enough money. And so he, he threw away his old name and, you know, became this new Gats. mystery man. Gats? I had, I, he had a different name. Yeah. You see, Doctor, Gatsby's real name was James Gats. His parents were dirt poor farmers from North Dakota, but he never accepted them as his parents at all. In his own imagination, he was a son of God, destined for future glory. I don't know that she ever even knew his name. Regardless, the movie is about his undying passion and love for her, sacrificing everything to be with her, um, and a lot of drunk driving leads to kind of like a, yeah. You know, Jay, with everything that's happened, you ought to go away. Tonight, they'll trace your car. Go away. No, can't leave now. Not tonight. Jay, do you understand that a woman has been killed? Daisy's going to call in the morning, and we'll make plans to go away together. Yeah, if you don't know the plot of, Ga- of Great Gatsby, then you probably didn't read it. Uh, and we can't, I don't really recommend that you watch this movie, but... Read the book. It's not that long. Was it like 200 yeah, pages? It, it, it's a short book, yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, in case you, if you didn't realize that Gatsby was in love with this chick, the movie just really hammers home as he stares out across the... Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, across the bay at the, the glowing green light that's on the end of the dock at Daisy's property. Because they're exactly across the bay. You know, he picked that house so that he could be close to her, see her. And the, the book uses this to, you know, that's the beauty of literature is like you have all of this imagery and things that you can, you know, it's, it's, you know, in a film, it's all images. In a book, you don't have images, so you create imagery and references. And so you have this sim- symbolic green light that's calling out to him across the bay, but he can never quite reach it, right? But the movie is like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, this is what people want to see. We want to see this growing, this glowing green light constantly. Yeah. We want to see him literally reaching out, you know, with his into cool the ring. open air. Yeah, with yeah. his ring, like, reaching for, you know, we have to really hammer home that this green light is important. Yeah. Okay. So, old sport. Tell me how you really yeah. feel about this movie. <laughs> old sport. So, I... I, I feel like this is a lot like the Lion King in that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really. It, yeah. Everything is CGI. Like there, yeah. there's a scene of them like swimming in the ocean, and it's just see why is it CGI? Just it's like such no a film weird on the ocean. Movie. The entire yeah. like the house is CGI. They're driving through like CGI. old New York. It's CGI. They they have these scenes of people like driving in cars, like flying across the highway, and people are like leaning out of the side of the cars. It's like why did they think that? I get that they're trying to show like a glamorized version of New York, but why did they think that people like sat literally on the doors of like a convertible car, like around like it's a hot tub and like driving super fast on highways? Like people didn't do that. It looked insane. This movie yeah, looked it, fucking it, it, it was nuts. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know the the old like coal shoveling parts of New York literally looked like. 19th century yeah like mount doom like orcish people live on the outskirts of new york covered in soot there is like the infamous um cover of the great gatsby the glasses it was was confusing to people like there's like this 
these eyes that are crying, and people yeah. say it's supposed to be the eyes of this like glasses doctor. And of course, in the movie, the the glasses like they repeat that line, yeah. the eyes of God, oh, Jesus like, seven Christ. times, and they're like zooming the camera, like <laughs> CGI shots close yeah. to the glasses, yeah. and, like, peering over them. It's like, oh yeah, we got to be reminded of these glasses because in the book it's imagery. So haven't you seen the cover? Don't you remember the cover? This is yeah. the cover. Yeah, yeah. This fantastic farm was ever watched by Dr. T.J. Eckelberg, a forgotten oculist whose eyes brooded over it all, like the eyes of God. It's an, and then when they go into town, they are going so fast in these cars. It's and like Speed no Racer. The road, there's yeah. no one on the It's like Speed Racer. You know, the way that yeah. they're driving, I'm nervous watching it, right? Uh, these are not and safe. The- yeah, so everything is exaggerated in the look of the movie. It looks like a Pixar film, even though it's live action. Um, and then on yeah. top of that, there's no subtlety to any of the characters. All of the characters are like caricatures. Yeah. And the the thing is that like in the book, Gatsby is a caricature because Gatsby is like this representation of inventing yourself and the idea of America has this promise of all you need to do is make money and then you are this person. And the moral of the story is that even doing all that, he's still not of that class of people. There still is, you can't actually reach that limit. There is this glass ceiling for everyone. You know, in those days, I don't even think women could vote quite yet, or maybe they just... 1918, I think. So I think they could, but yeah. Right, but but back then the glass ceiling wasn't like, oh, women can't rise in the corporate structure. It was like the glass ceiling was like, the pores and the and the riches you know yeah it, then you have an element of this movie that is wild is that it's hip-hopified so yeah jay-z i think was the executive producer of the movie or of the yes. soundtrack both i, th- I think both so you have this like i, under- I really want to see what this meeting between jay-z and baz lerman was <laughs> Hey, Baz, Baz Lerman, like, more like Bad Lerman. Great, yeah, the great Gatsby. Yeah. Jay-Z's like, Hove, love this book. When I, <laughs> just, I, love I don't this read, book. but I know how to weave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something, something like that. And we've got like the... I don't know. We've got like the old school version of crazy in love rather than, you, you know, yeah. like sometimes it's the new music. Sometimes it's new music redone in a way that just sounds worse. They just have uh, Lana Del Rey playing at all times throughout the movie as well. And yeah. if I had and to, she's, she's again, well, just like a caricature of like this idea of yeah. longing and especially that take era. It, yeah. Like Tom Buchanan, who's like the bad guy in the story, right? He's like the cheating husband that is married to the cousin and daisy yeah and then there's of course a cgi shot that zooms up and he's like racing his horse across this pristine lawn and hitting a hitting a polo ball and and it just doesn't make sense he's like tackling uh nick caraway through these doors which leads into the scene with you know sheets like flowing and yeah it's like you're watching a music video that's like it's like you're watching a mick g like music video but I mean, people really liked this movie when it came out. Did they? I think they did. Because I remember people doing like, "Let's have a Gatsby party. Let's get you know dressed up and like go champagneing and stuff." You know, yeah. Champagneing and camping. Well, you know, the Roaring Twenties and the flapper style and everything yeah. makes a comeback every ten years. Five, like, ten years, right? Yeah, people think it's cool to pretend to be you know Elitist. rich white people. Yeah. yeah. But the, the 
it's always the most boring people that are into this fucking era too. You know, yeah. it's like okay, you got a bob haircut. Congratulations. I I also I mean because the music is so identified with this era like the big band jazz and then to to make it hip hop instead is kind of like it's kind of a baffling choice in my opinion. So then yeah. you have like hip hop that's big bandified rather it's it's mostly the bass is hip hop then there's like horns in it right right or you've got like the the jazz guy like out on the you know just like blasting his trumpet all day long in new york yeah exactly yeah yeah like on the on the stoop or whatever oh he's he's sweating he's got the wife beater on he's you know Uh, he's just out there sweating just playing his trumpet laying horn laying horn for all the people you know I, and yeah, Nick Carraway meanwhile is getting wasted on like uh, opium, like pills, yeah. and getting drunk, and which is cool. I mean, back then you yeah. could just be like a. I don't even. So he 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 was kind of rich, right? To have that home next to Gatsby, even if it was small, and he's like a what shitty did he say? trader. It was like twenty dollars a month or something to like live there. Like it, it was. I don't think he was that rich. But okay, it's poor use of. Uh, real estate let's just be honest right i mean you have all yeah well it was back when long island was like this country retreat you know yeah yeah you know that's where we get to bridge and country people so he's a a bonds trader or bridge and tunnel (laughs) yeah he's a bonds trader that went to yale he doesn't have have any connections he doesn't have any he went to yale in the 1920s that was basically like welcome to the kkk you went to yale in the 1920s you know i mean it's still kind of like that yeah exactly in the 2020s you know 100 years later what do you think's better 1920s or 2020s now we're off to a little bit of a rocky start they Mm. ended quite rocky uh, with the uh, well, great it le- it did lead to the Great Depression. Yeah, we're in but... a Great Depression right now, so uh, it's kind of like: do you take it in the beginning of the decade or do you take it at the end of the decade? I think it just depends on what class you are. If you were working class, the twenties fucking sucked. You were just yeah. like breathing coal and like dying, right? Uh, but if you were rich, having you were your like... wife get cucked by, or you're getting cucked by uh, the rich guy down the corner, you know? Yeah. But if, yeah, of, if you had money, it just seems like you could just get drunk all day. It seems awesome. Yeah, that's uh, there, there's this movie that came out. I haven't seen it yet. It stars uh, uh, what's his fucking name? The Danish guy that Mads Mikkelsen or something. Mads yeah, Mikkelsen. and it's just like they want to live like uh, Ch- Churchill, so they just get drunk all day and try nice. to do their normal careers. It sounds kind of cool, but sounds pretty I, good. Yeah, I I do think. You know, drunk driving was super cool back then. You could totally do it, no problem. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like if you had money, it would be even better back then. Because today, if you have money, life fucking rocks. You can't. There's like no. There's no problem, right? You can right. escape. But then anything. you didn't. There was no internet. There was no paparazzi. Right. That's true. Well, I guess there was. The kind there's of paparazzi. Was. But... They're writing about Gatsby and all the papers. Yeah. I remember the rest of that day as an endless drill of police and photographers and tabloid reporters. The headlines were a nightmare. They pinned everything on Gatsby. The affair with Myrtle, the hit and run, everything. And there was nothing I could say except the one unutterable fact that none of it was true. But, like, I, people didn't believe everything. Well, it's kind of like now. People don't believe everything they read, you know? Fake news. There's a lot of fake news out there. You could pay off the police back then, which now you can do if you're a corporation. 
but not really if you're, you know, like you can't just like bribe a police officer if he pulls you over. No, no, you probably couldn't. Because like he can use that as an excuse to like shoot you. So he's like, that's more important to him than like the 20 bucks you're offering him. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, the the cops got to practice using their weapons. Let's be honest. You know, they got to remain yeah. sharp. Yeah. Um, I, there, it, it, this, this fucking sucked. This movie sucked. Um, it, it, and it looks weird. So it's not even like one of those epic movies where you're like, oh, this looks great and it's kind of lame, like Tenet. But, you know. Yeah, it just looks stupid. I mean, like, maybe most typifying this is the scene where he's, like, throwing his clothes down from Uh, the balcony onto onto the chick on the bed. And then they're playing, like, Lana Del Rey. And, like, that is a scene in the book. But it's... You know, that isn't like this, you know, that's not like the bag floating in the wind at American Beauty. You know what I mean? Like, we don't yeah. need this to be like this CGI, like, insane scene. Like, the point is, like, materialism. It's like hammering home materialism. Again, in literature, you use imagery to do these things. In movies, you don't need to use imagery. You're literally making an image. I, I think the message of this movie was that it's awesome to be rich. And if you're not, that sucks and that's it that's the end of the, the message there's no like love love gets you through it, 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 they, they they don't have a sympathetic portrayal of any of the characters especially yeah, they're supposed the, to be like showing like you know nick is supposed to be sympathetic and eventually gatsby's supposed to be sympathetic he's the one who gets swept up in capitalism and yeah. it destroys him and he's and, you know, the American dream isn't real for him, and that's the idea. But the rich get away with it, and, you know, everything's fine. Um, and the, the the chick that he loves is actually more in love with money than with him. And Right. So it's, you know, that's kind of the moral of it. It's this... I think There's the none of that. that. There's none of that. It's, it's just, like, money is awesome. It's not like this is rueful for society. There's not, n- none of that greater picture type stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, I think if you want to, like, experience in a more visual way the the, the book The Great Gatsby, there was a great Flash game uh, called Great Gatsby the Video Game. And Are you serious? There's, yeah, yeah. There's And you're just in a rowboat, and on the right side, there's the green light glowing, and you tap the space bar, and you row. But as you get closer and closer to the green light, the current gets stronger and stronger, and you just, no matter oh. how fast you tap the space bar, you never reach the green light. So oh, I, I think that was like that was like perfectly summing it up. And this movie just didn't didn't do that. Um, well, it did quote that line at the very end, right? Or that part of the book. Yeah. You know. It qu- it qu- so yeah, there's literally just like words floating around the screen to remind you that this is a book, right? And as I stood there brooding on the old unknown world, I thought of Gatsby's wonder when he first picked out the green light at the end of Daisy's Dock. He had come such a long way, and his dream must have seemed so close that he could hardly fail to grasp it. Yeah, so I think you have that one meaning. I think that the purpose of this movie, I don't don't think they succeeded, but the purpose of the movie was, like, to illustrate somehow that this is the greatest, this is the great American novel. Yeah. And doing it by, you know, the scenes in the where Nick Carraway is in the insane asylum writing the novel and, you know, he's yeah. typing the novel and he's tweaking things. And 
because they didn't do a good job in the movie, they had to take the lines from the book that are beautiful and just have Tobey Maguire read them out loud and sometimes even putting the text on screen to like, you know, it was like a tribute to like the book. But when you make a mockery of the book, you're not doing that tribute just by, you know, right. Like we said, like making the, the CGI, the Lion King version of the great Gatsby doesn't, doesn't make it the great Gatsby. Should we get into hot takes, hot cakes, Dave? Yeah, let's do it. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. I need your understanding. I need your love. So my hot take is, you know, I I said the movie was about profit wealth. And my hot take is um, wealth concentrated in a few people's hands is, in fact, a good thing. And the reason being is, tell me, if if people weren't rich, where are you going to have a kick-ass party where there's a bunch of flappers and ladies dancing? You know, if, if there wasn't the host, you couldn't attend, excuse me very much. And I think that's like a, a nice way to view what I, I like to call, it's a bit of a new concept, it's kind of like a, if you had like a champagne bottle and you're pouring it into a cup and the cup over, like it gets really full and then it brims out like a little yeah. almost like it's, it's like spilling out like a trickling out right? like one of those champagne fountains kind of yeah 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 like, like pour it into the top and it goes down to the next layer of champagne right, and the next right. And the next yeah that's like the the theory of economics that i kind of believe in you know so mm. it's like a, a and and this this movie beautifully demonstrates my economic theory. I'm, I'm actually working on a paper on it right now. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. But I, I do think that wealth is really good. That's why I'm ruining Joe Gatsby Biden. Gatsby for the 21st century. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, once I got done storming the Capitol a few weeks ago, it, it was it was really hard to, like, put a, a theory around my economics. But now I think I have it. So I'm glad we That's watched great. this movie for this podcast. All right, you ready for my hot take, Dave? Yeah, let's hear this it. Is a, this is a hot take. Yeah. Ready? Okay. The Great Gatsby, more like Greatest Gatsby. <laughs> it's true. He's probably the greatest yeah, Gatsby. Yeah, more There's... like the greatest Gatsby. <laughs> you know? See what I did there? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or you could do it the other way. You could say... Not that great to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, Great Gatsby, <laughs> more like Good Gatsby. You know, sounds you like that, that sounds like a. It's not. It's, it sounds like your opinion, man. Doesn't sound like a. You know, it's not a yeah. an actual. Or, fact. or or we could do this. We could be like make Gatsby great again. Oh, yeah, I like it. You know, but let's put that on a red hat. Yeah, and maybe we re- rewrite it in like tweet form. You know, yeah, like we we we. We tweetify the book. I think that would yeah. help it up. Yeah, I think so. Help maybe it could be like maybe it could be like a hat, but it has the green light on the top, like mm. shining out. You know, make Gats Gatsby great again. Yeah, I like it. So green. That's my hats. hot take. Yeah, it's good. Um, my hot, hot cake. cake. I'll, I'll I'll keep going here. Let's switch yeah. it up a bit. Um, my hot cake is uh my my boy uh Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, you know, he's he's awesome. You know, first, what does he do? First, he 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 tackles Shakespeare. Okay, Woo. what does he do with Shakespeare? Well, you know, he sets it in modern times, but they yeah. talk like they're in olden times. You know, right. they they use the language of Shakespeare, but there's guns and stuff. 
then, you know, then he's like, oh, let's do Moulin Rouge. Okay, cool. Like, this is an old musical, but we're going to get Christina Aguilera to do the music, right? So, right. And, uh, and... with the old, in with the new. Then we got Gatsby, and he's like, yo, like, Gatsby is like hip-hop of the 1920s, even though jazz was. But he's like, yo, so like, Jay-Z, he's the new Gatsby, you know, he's the new money, so we got we to gotta use Jay-Z. So what I'm thinking next is that what he might do is like, and I don't think anyone's done this before, but what if you made a, you know, what if you made a space movie like set in the future, science fiction, but mm. you used classical music to, oh, you know, as the soundtrack. God. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before. No, and, definitely and not. And so I, th- I think that's maybe where Baz Luhrmann's going with this. You know, it's like, yeah, like we've done the past with the new and we've done the new with the past. So let's do like the really far future. Yeah. Like he should take Moby Dick and make it about a space whale. Yeah, 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 you know, or like he could do like a Star Trek movie where they like play the Beastie Boys or something, you know. Yeah, call me Ish Laser, not Ishmael or something. Like have a yeah, lot of laser yeah. type names, you know. Maybe like a maybe like a space whale. Yeah, like a space whale, like kind of like a a worm like, you know, creature, right? Yeah. Maybe it lives in an asteroid. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you could get some like dun, 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 yeah. oh, you know, just some classic music, yeah, wow. some classical. That's a pretty good idea, man. And as long as we have a lot of lasers and stuff, I'm, I'm on. Or you board. could do like you know some music like dun, 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 oh, you know, wow. bum 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 oh, bum, oh, get the yeah. timpani going, you know, but like make it space. What if like a, a western in space? Do you think anyone's ever done that before? No. No, that's a pretty unique idea as well. We're saving these for Baz. So, yeah. Baz, reach out to us. We're, your, we're, we're big fans. Baz, so yeah, Baz, you're just, you know, you're just so creative. Yeah. And uh, I just hope that you keep just twisting it up, man, just surprising me. Take like maybe novels. He could, maybe you could, like, remake 8 Mile, but, like, have people singing, like, old-timey, you know, railroad songs. Yeah. Like, maybe. I've been working on the railroad, you know? And it's like, maybe, but it's like Maybe Eminem you could do like seven, seven Samurai, but it's all white people. And it's called <laughs> Seven Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. And, you know, use, like, we use, like, world music, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, African Toto style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. It'd be awesome. So that's my hot cake. That's real good. I think it beats mine, which is uh, Eternal Love, Andy. Mm. I don't think there's a lot to say. Everyone likes love. Some people love love. And, you know. Some people love the idea of love. Right. And love is all you need. Love is everywhere. Uh, love will tear us apart. Love anyways. Um, love actually. Love actually. Uh, I love New York. I mean, that, that right, works for this that movie. That works for this movie. Uh, but here's wh- the thing. Nick Carraway didn't really love New York. He's like, I hate New York. I got to check myself into an insane asylum. Well, if he didn't get a ni- enough T-shirts that say, I love New York, to remind him of the good parts. Like, you know, th- what's the best part about New York? Times Square. Pizza. Pizza. Sabaro. So... I think if he would like have had more pizza Statue of Liberty. Yeah. That's a pretty great part about the Empire State Building. Those that that's a great building. Radio City Music Hall. Broadway. One Rockefeller Center. The Bronx. Um 
Brooklyn. <laughs> Queens. I don't know. Long uh, Island. <laughs> more like Strong Island. Um, yeah, more like um, Harlem. I'm I'm from uh, I'm from the hard streets of uh, of Manhattan. Yeah, I. But whenever I go to New York, I make it a point to go to Times Square, and I just wish there were a few more like you know naked cowboy type guy shots. You know, like yeah. show off the cool parts of New York, not the grimy, cheating parts. You know. So anyway, hot cake love. Uh, could we we could do um uh, we we can call this an episode of Autistic Cuck I think yeah. So, um, a lot of cucks in this movie. So much cuckery. Uh, We've got Harry. He's being cucked by Pat. Pat is being cucked by Gatsby. Um, you know, Tom is being cucked by Gatsby. Tom even says to to um, Nick Carraway, he's like, you like to watch? I remember that from your college days, because they were like college roommates. So, like, oh, no. Nick is a cuck. Like, I think everyone's a cuck in this movie. I think back then cuckery was like uh praised it was like a good feature to be a cuck oh, really? yeah i think it was like an important part of um a young man's growing up is to uh, to be cocked you know right so. and i don't think really autism existed there no vaccines yet right exactly there was very few vaccines polio was rampant so um, so so yeah autism hadn't really developed yet which is another good reason maybe to say that the 1920s were great maybe better you know because the Spanish flu is uh, often said to have ended World War One. So their their pandemics back then were good. They actually ended wars, where ours is yeah. just killing people, dude. Man, so. that would be awesome if COVID ended the Iraq War. They're like, well, we can't. We don't want to deal with this war and COVID. So let's we're, bring we're the troops finally home. we're finally bringing the troops home because of COVID. <laughs> be great. Yeah, it'd be really good. Uh, they're taking their troops out of Korea. We're, we're coming like home, boys. COVID, like, <laughs> COVID, uh, and, you know, Al-Qaeda had to call off 9-11, too. They're like, oh, man, wait, like, yeah, all, of yeah. our, all of our hijackers <laughs> keep getting sick with COVID. Yeah, their lung capacity's not up they can't. Them. They can't pass their PCR test to get into America. We're screwed. <laughs> Just when I thought it couldn't be any more fantastical. Then came the war, old school. He became a war hero, single-handedly yeah. defeating the German army. In the Argonne Forest, I took two machine gun detachments so far out. We have like, what, 40,000 troops in Germany or something ridiculous like that? It's pretty awesome. It'd be cool if, like, if COVID ended NATO. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if NATO needs anything else to help it end, but... Any other? Oh, we should talk about um, we should talk about uh, Giraffe Lady making her return. Oh yeah, yeah, big ass dress, Giraffe Lady from Tenant. Actually, why I watched this movie, I was looking it up. I was looking Tenant up, and then I was like, "What's her name tall? again?" Uh, 
I just call her giraffe lady. She's so if tall. I search giraffe lady, I wonder. <laughs> she was the most frightening person I'd ever seen. Well, I've I've seen your face on the cover of Sporting Life, Nick Carraway. But I enjoyed looking at her. I've been lying on that sofa for as long as I can remember. Uh, she's Australian, for for better or worse. Um, and. Elizabeth Debicki. So is uh, Baz Luhrmann. He's uh, Australian. Yeah, yeah, that might be why she was cast. So also shout out to Baz Luhrmann, my hotcake, because, you know, we need an Australian to tackle the great American novel <laughs> film. They filmed this movie in Australia as well. Oh, hell yeah. That's probably why. On, on sound stages and just green screens. Yeah, yeah, that's why it looks like such shit. Yeah. In Australia, they don't have the right green. You know, they're like in the like outback, they're like, this is New York City. <laughs> this is New York. Uh, they had to like add in all the Jay-Z to get over the noise of all the didgeridoos. Did you feel with your Gatsby actors? That yeah, was it just really got in the way. I mean, the rules are different. You can photograph someone in their underpants in this in this city. You can't do it in the States. So it got to a point where we were like, oh, come on, we're just trying to look. Uh, no, no problem with a bit of snapperazzi and he's on the beach and all of that. But it got to a point where it was like <clears throat> just making it, it was a bit uncomfortable cool and not Australian, I thought. Overall, though, what do I have to... Giraffe Lady, she she's not as noticeably tall in this. They didn't accentuate her high, height. You know, I, I she looked relatively, like, normal, you know? Mm. Is Tobey Maguire a short guy? I think so. He feels short, but he might not be. Yeah, I think he's probably short. I love that Leo and uh, Toby Maguire are like best friends. So they're just in like real life, out. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's keep each other's secrets. Uh, oh, we should do Dave's conspiracy corner real quick. Oh Can yeah, yeah. I'd love to get into that. Yeah. Look, so we touched I'm on for... a little bit last week, didn't we? We did. We 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 touched on the storming of the Capitol but, by. But that was didn't we do Andy's conspiracy? It corner? was your it was your corner. Okay, so, so we're, now we're in your conspiracy yeah, corner this time. Yeah. Okay, so you're the one that talks now. Yeah. So this okay. one. So this is a uh, about the cabal. All right. Okay. Like the and, Kabbalah? <clears throat> no, uh, that's more of like Madonna's thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one's about the cabal, where you have Hollywood elites. Like Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and Baz Luhrmann. And you know what they're doing? They're trafficking in people. They're people traffickers. And this movie all about... Human traffickers, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And this movie about bootlegging is a wink-wink to the astute Twitterverse who are like, we know that this is symbology of them bragging in our face that they're bootlegging human beings, right? Yeah, so so for all my fellow Pizzagate followers out there, which, you know, Comet Pinball, all that type of stuff, which is totally real and not at all to do with QAnon, they're actually two separate things. So for you that always join them together, please research your conspiracy theories. They are two separate conspiracy theories. I'm still on the, the pizza. Anyway. Um, I think Baz Luhrmann's... Do we have some time for some questions during his... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, of the incoming and outgoing uh, administration, so we're we're recording this uh, days before the Civil War began. (laughs) So... Who, which ones are clones and which ones are real humans? Mike Pence clone. That's well okay. accepted. Mike, Mike Pence is a clone. Well accepted. 
Okay. Um, is, is there a Trump clone that they're parading around now because he's actually had to go underground? The... I'm sure you've seen the movie Face Off. A lot of my fellow conspiracy theorists, because Trump is so forward-looking and in so much control... Like he's he leaning did. forward when he stands? Sure, sure. Well, that's just because uh, of, uh, you know, that's a kind of... Just it's, a cool, weird. it's a cool way to stand. Yeah. Um, and that's how cool people stand and it's totally normal is that they think that maybe Trump did a face-off type situation with Biden and he like John Travolta you know the evil guy is John Travolta where right. uh, so so Trump is now actually all the evidence that proves yeah. you're me yeah exactly so Trump is now Biden because Trump would never give up the power so, uh, yeah. so it's not. So, and then Biden's, Biden's now too Trump. Used to know. Yeah, he doesn't know. He he starts. He's like, I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm. I'm Trump. And he's gonna go to prison for Trump, in Trump's body. Oh, cool. Uh, That's yeah. why they shut down his Twitter so no one would realize. Right, because they they don't want. He'd they be don't like, want, he'd I'm like, Joe Biden. Like, Boy, my dad could drive a car, and they'd be like, <laughs> Wait, wait a minute, Trump. What are you saying? Like, uh, me and popcorn were hanging out down by the the train tracks, smoking some ciggies, and they're like. Whoa, whoa, Trump! This is this is a uh, is this Joe Biden? And then he would be found Pop out. Popcorn. His name was Corn Pop. <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe I Even maybe better. I've had him. <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> corn Pop is insane. That, but yeah, man, man, my man, man, my dad could drive a car. So maybe the greatest quote of all time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a sentiment I I agree with actually. Oh, and Mike Pompeo is, in fact, filled with milk. He is not a human being. He's like a milk mm. bag. His skin is just holding milk back. So Yeah, Ted Cruz is just like a pile of slugs. I, I forget what podcast I was talking about. This is just the, that Ted Cruz is a pile of slugs, like, <laughs> just wet with a, with a trench coat over it. Josh uh, okay, Hawley so- is like uh, the handsome the handsome guy with nice hair and stuff. Mm. And in fact, is a clone. I'm sorry to report. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's great. So that was a good conspiracy corner for all you. Actually, half are real conspiracy. Like when I when you say real conspiracy theories, but those are out, out there. I, I'm following this stuff quite closely. Yeah, I mean, all theories are real. Right. Until they're disproven. So. But they're still a real theory. Hmm. Might not be a good theory, but right. it's real. Yeah, is it is it still a theory after it's like I have a theory that's been disproven, yeah. but I still have that theory. I think you would call it a disproven theory, but it's still technically but a it's theory. still a theory. Like right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, my theory is a, theory is a subclass of theory, so it's still sure. a theory. It it's still, still exists. A theory. Like I mean, you could then say the the world is flat and the world being round in in a, in a, in a certain way are equal theories in that they're both theories. Yeah, right. Like Shaq once said, I'm like the Pythagorean theorem. No one can solve me. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Shaq said, Kobe, how my ass taste. Uh, so that was pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, should we get into brunchiness? Yeah, let's do it. This has been a really tight and uh, non-meandering podcast, which I'm sure people love. You know, so. All right. Well, they don't want to hear about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh I thought it was brunchy for all the hate. It's it's yeah. It's a lot of partying, a lot of drinking. It's like um, modern brunchy, like yeah. It's almost like it's it's like a TGI Fridays brunch kind of like yeah. This like movie's dressed TGI up and commercialized. Fridays. Like you got to get in there and you got to try our apple blossom 
uh you know pancake poppers yeah. like something like that it's like <laughs> shiny and oh, i should have used that for my brunch pairing oh man these things will blow out your asshole real quick yeah <laughs> you're gonna feel right as rain yeah we've got nitro brew donut holes that yeah. are filled with nitrous oxide, oxide. that you inhale <laughs> and go insane, insane. yeah uh, this movie is TGI Fridays in a movie. That that's like the perfect summation of it. And yeah, it's like it'd be like if TGI Fridays was the executive producer of the Great Gatsby movie. <laughs> oh man, that'd been great if they had a Friday scene. Overall, yeah. though, lots of daytime. Tom said we gotta head up. into the cities. We gotta get to yeah, Fridays. We gotta get to Fridays. It's my favorite restaurant. Have you had their cheese sticks? And then. Uh... <laughs> Do you think they had cheese sticks in 1920s? That's it. Uh, that's I don't want to. Against. I don't want to live in a world without cheese sticks, or processed food, for that matter. Yeah, I think this movie was brunchy. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think it was brunchy. It's it's yeah. just not good. Uh, right. I think it's like a, it's laughable. A you can like laugh as you watch along yeah. this movie. It's very um, long though. That's the issue. It's so yeah. Long. It's very long. Uh, I don't think of Lana Del Rey as being brunchy. That's kind of, that brings me down a little bit. Not her, but there's other music, kind of like the hip hop flapper yeah. music. Yeah, it does yeah. remind me of a you know a loud brunch, like hip brunch yeah. restaurant. Yeah. But I don't know that I want loud in my brunch. And I also don't know if I want to go to a restaurant where they think The Great Gatsby is cool. You know what I mean? Like this is a cool movie we should put up on the screen. The 1920s you, brunch. Yeah, it makes you kind of a bit Boot suspicious. Bootlegger mimosas, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, if I have to give it a ranking, I'm actually going to give it about a 5 out of 7, which is okay. brunchy. More brunchy yeah. than Tenet. Um, Definitely. N- not incredibly so, but it is it is brunchy. So. Yeah, I think, you know, it's got the power struggle, the capitalism, you know. You know, we're, we're talking about brunch rising up for the people a lot here, the proletariat right. and... In that sense, I think the novel Gatsby, you know, kind of signifies brunch for the average American, mm-hmm. but the the movie just fails so completely on capturing the book that um, I can't give it that high of brunchiness. But yeah, it's you know, it's on the brunchy side of the coin. Yeah. So let's get to pairings, shall we? Yeah. So uh, my pairing is. The Flappers Brunch. Oh, so yeah. Zelda Fitzgerald, F. Scott Fitzgerald's uh, wife, uh, was known as the first flapper, right? Oh, yeah. Was she? I'm not sure. Yeah, she was. I'm not sure if that's – if she was the, the very, like, creator of flapperism or he was, like, the king of flapperism and she's, like, the first lady. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So she's, like, the first – I don't know the exact definition, but – this era is very flapper like, and what's what's a what's a type of flap that you can eat? A flapjack, right? Mm. And so this, my idea is that you're kind of doing that, what da, 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 you know, dancing with the horns and stuff, kind of mm. like the. Yeah, that type of music's playing, and you, you can put you can pipe that on, John. And you got uh, you know, you're kind of swinging your arms. Maybe there's some guys with like clarinet, clarinet looking like instruments, but not quite clarinets. Um, a yeah. large lady. Jazz clarinets. Jazz clarinets, and people are smoking. You know what they're smoking? Jazz cigarettes. And uh, they're doing the Charleston. They're doing the Charleston. They're doing the. They're doing the Carlton. They're doing the. 
Carlton. They're doing all these types of dances, but they have flapjacks in their hands while they're doing it. So you're you're just taking chomps out of pancake of these flapjacks mid dance. It's it, it's like choreographed in. So it's it's a very um, active brunch, but it gets your your stomach going. You 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 never feel better than when you're doing the flappers brunch. And uh, I think kind of like girls that were, you know, that sang like uh, Lana Del Rey in 2012 would be really into this idea. So, I mean, that's like my target audience for this, this brunch. Okay, so my uh, my brunch is the, is the bootleggers brunch, Dave. Oh. Uh. And so this, this brunch is, you know, you have to have a secret entrance. Uh, right. Have you ever been to? Uh, have you ever been to a, uh, one of these secret bootlegger bars? I have, yeah. I mean, which I'm a cool you, guy, so. Which one did you go to? I've gone to numerous ones. I've gone to, I've gone to one in New York. As which one, one was that? It's a secret. What, what was it called? I actually don't remember, <laughs> but I did go to one. Is it the uh, one that you enter through the the phone booth in the hot dog restaurant? No. Oh, is that is that I fa- went to? Is yeah. that the one? Yeah. That place is called PDT. Oh really? Please, please don't tell. Oh. I went to one in Abbey. But I'm telling, man. I'm telling. Yeah, I'm yeah, all about the exposing world. the the cabal. So you go into this hot dog place in Soma. I don't know. Maybe that's where it was. Sure. And uh, there's a phone booth, and you go into the phone booth, and you pick up the phone. And you have to say the password, and then the side of the phone booth opens, and you get. To How go do you get bar. the password? You just like, Google it. I don't know. My friend had it. And uh, and so, and then and then you know we had the pleasure of spending fourteen dollars on a cocktail. Wow, that which at great. the time, which you know, that, this is like fifteen years ago, seemed like the most insane oh, thing I've ever yeah, done yeah. in my life. But I'm sure it's That's not, not like too bad now. Yeah, it's probably twenty five dollars now. Yeah. But you know, but now minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour, so. So you could buy one cocktail for every hour. Hour you work, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's about right. Sure. Work forty hours a week. You drink forty cocktails. <laughs> Get your priorities straight, you know. Yeah, that's almost six cocktails a day. That's that's plenty. Yeah, you'd be you'd be rolling. You'd be rolling hard, regardless of taxes and stuff. So, so um, anyway, the bootleggers brunch. So of course you've got you know you got to have some moonshine at this brunch. So you're gonna have you know you're gonna have maybe some uh, uh peach moonshine. Nice. Start things off, uh, and then what you're gonna have a, you're gonna have what I call a blind pig, uh, which is. It's a plate that is you got bacon on it. Mm. You, you've got Canadian bacon on it. Wow. You've got uh, ham. Mm. You know, same, it's a little different. Uh, what other? What are there some other uh, pork? Uh, <laughs> you got a uh, steamed pork buns. You know, uh, chow shu bao. Oh, chow shu bao. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got pork chop. Tonkatsu. Yeah, you got some tonkatsu on there. You just—it's just all pork, and yeah. you have to blindfold yourself when you eat it. Oh, nice! You know, like a blind pig. I've done that type of restaurant where they turn the room dark black, and then you eat something you can't see. That type of restaurant. <laughs> that type of place. I don't know. I've done that type of experience before. TGI Fridays. Dep- it was at TGI Fridays, and I, you know, your waiter the- tied your bib across <laughs> your eyes. Yeah, He's exactly. Like, Dude, this is the only way to enjoy these these poppers, these these blasters. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's that's an insult to Mountain Dew. Yeah. Baja right. Blast is kick-ass, though. I love that stuff. Mountain Dew Baja Blast, a Taco Bell original, is now in bottles and cans. Ah! Yeah, 
let's, uh, let's throw that in. You can have a, and you get a full glass of Baja Blast with your, nice. with your Blue Legger's brunch. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <sighs> well, this oh, was great, a great episode. Yeah. This was a, a real winner. I think. Great episode for a great tour Gatsby. Yeah. You know, maybe we call this this episode the greater Gatsby because it's it's, yeah. it's it's a podcast about the great Gatsby but the podcast is better than the movie right yeah and so i mean nothing's more epic than the than the great american novel maybe the greatest american novel right so uh yeah i uh love you all and thank you for listening thank you yeah thank you old sport thank you old sport old sport old sport come on over here so bad Oh, well, what's the deal with Old Sport? <laughs> I've heard of Old Spice, but not oh. Old Sport. Well, what about New Sports? What about basketball? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jerry Seinfeld's bit on the Great Gatsby. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, uh, they always say the Great Gatsby. More like the Good Gatsby, it's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What That's makes him great? What makes him good? Yeah, what makes it so great? Yeah. Oh, you don't hear me saying I'm the great Jerry Seinfeld? Do you think Seinfeld... He, he was dating that 18-year-old. Shoshana. Shoshana. Google Shoshana, people. She was in high school and Seinfeld was dating her at 38. She had some big old titties. Uh, I think we've talked about her before. <laughs> that might be an episode of Hollywood Thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. See you next time, guys. Yeah, glad we got that in at the end. But that's no matter. Tomorrow we will run faster, stretch out our arms farther, and one fine morning. So we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. <laughs> <laughs>